Hey, it's Steve Peek, and welcome to Hacker Public Radio, episode number 71 for Tuesday, April 8, 2008. Today's topic is the Beowulf Cluster. You know, you can make a career out of certain kinds of computing, but I don't want to make a mini-series out of this topic, even though I could. So I plan to talk in terms of concepts, so you can figure out what to do if you want to build one of these on your own. By that, that I mean... By that I mean that I don't intend to do have a real hand-holding experience. I just want to try to keep this as sure as I possibly can. So, let me draw for you a little road map in your mind's eye of where this kind of compute cluster is in the scheme of cluster computing. Basically, there are two broad categories of cluster computing, high availability and high performance. High avail availability is, for example, where there is an application that cannot go down, and so a cluster of computers is formed in such a way that if any computer fails, the other computers in the cluster can carry out the work so the application stays up, although the performance of the application can be affected. The other category, high performance, is where the Beowulf cluster design fits into place. The Beowulf is built for speed, and more specifically, for parallel processing. I'm sure you know what a cluster is. There's a bunch of computers linked together to get something done faster. If the computers are linked together in any old old way on a LAN, it is called a COW design, which stands for Cluster of Networks, work, oh, I'm sorry, Cluster of Workstations. Some call it a NOW design, which stands for Network of Workstations. They're essentially the same thing. But a Beowulf is different, and the biggest difference is in the topography of the LAN it is on. A Beowulf has a head node, and on a private network, which is to say, a network dedicated only to the Beowulf cluster. A bunch of other nodes, some call this the master, and a bunch of slave nodes. The head node sometimes has an additional network connection to the regular LAN, so people can secure a shell into the cluster. But all the slaves and the head have a non-commingled network. This is the major difference in a plain old in a, between a plain old cluster and a Beowulf. There are two more criteria that set apart the Beowulf type cluster, and the first of those is that a Beowulf cluster consists of COTS, C-O-T-S, which stands for Commodity Off-the-Shelf Hardware. Imagine calling up a retailer like Dell or Gateway and saying, hello, send me five of your cheapest Athlon 64s. That's the kind of concept we're talking about. Now, online and linked off the Beowulf.org website is a book called Engineering a Beowulf-Style Compute Cluster by Robert Brown of Duke University. He says it best, quote, The point of Beowulfry has never been to glorify Linux per se, but rather explore building supercomputers out of the mass-market electronic equivalent of coat hangers and chewing gum. I love that quote. The other major difference is that all the nodes run FOSS, F-O-S-S, or free open source software. Some of these clusters can get to be in the hundreds of nodes, and the idea of either paying license fees or not being able to fix something, because closed source systems just don't let you get under the hood of the computer, is an anathema to this form of computing. So, what are these used for? Well, many of them are in scientific and academic computing, things where physicists and astronomers have to run really big chains of calculations. I'm talking about multi-day runs of calculations on many computers. 
the closest thing we have to that kind of need as hackers is pre-computing the hashes of all the passwords in a certain space of passwords or distributed cracking of, a, of password protected files. I'm not talking black hat stuff here. It is totally possible that a hacker may want to see the strength of a security scheme by breaking it as a test to the system or that a hacker may be employed by a law firm to decrypt files under court order. Personally, I had what can be called a status desire. Now, I admit it, I like to have a muscle computer. And what says muscle computer better than a Beowulf cluster? Now, can you imagine? Oh, I got a Dell, I got a Gateway. What do you got? I got a two-node Beowulf cluster. What? You know, that kind of thing. The thing is that I already own a muscle computer, and I did not feel the need to actually do this until recently. I want to give shouts to Klaatu for his excellent HPR series on video encoding. And now that I want to save my collection of Japanese animes in the original format, as I got it in, as well as the free Fiora format, I have the need for more computing power. So that is my example. And it does not even require you to be a nuclear physicist to want to do this. Just be a film or anime buff, and you can put this to good use. Here is how I did it. Once again, I would like to do this as a conceptual overview, as I feel this episode is already long enough. So I'm going to move quickly. Perhaps if feedback indicates a desire for detail on a certain point, maybe I will have the inspiration for another HBR episode. Okay. I have an AMD 64 Monster on the desk and a Pentium 4 laptop, and I want to link this as a Beowulf cluster. I can always go for more nodes later if need be. Step one is hardware. A separate LAN card and a crossover cable will do fine. It's that simple. After installing the LAN card, it was a matter of defining a second network. So I had 192.168.1.whatever as my regular LAN, which is how I get out to the Internet, or a remote computer, and I have 192.168.2 whatever as my second network. So, why a second network? It should be an obvious question, because I can just as well go in, into this through a regular network. Well, by closing off the slave computer to the head computer only, we can stop worrying about security headaches. Once my slave node came up, I installed plain old Telnet server on it. Normally, SSH would be used, but encryption robs us of compute cycles, which I want to use for the video encoding. The second piece of software for this project was NFS, the Unish Network File System. Again, no worries about outside intrusion. You define in the configuration files that you are only exporting file shares to the second network. That is all it took. I then brought up the laptop, ran a script I wrote that brought up Telnet and the second network, and Telnet into my laptop. I used a tabbed X term and had one tab be my movies directory on my big desktop computer, and the other tab was the Telnet session to, to the laptop, where I changed directory to the exported file share that was my movies directory on my desktop. In this way, I was able to run FFmpeg2thior on the same directory from two computers through my desktop. 
basically the desktop is twice as fast as, as the laptop. So now, in the time it takes to convert two NMAs to Fiora, I can convert three. Very nice. I might take another computer out of mothballs and go even faster, but that is a project for another day. So, I'm going to wrap it up now in the interest of keeping it short. So, thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. Feedback is always appreciated at hpr at deepgeek.us. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.